Hello, queen. You have a story to tell, and I want to help you tell it. Why? Because you matter. You are enough. You are loved, and you are worth it. I'm Tonya, best-selling author, coach, speaker, and realtor. We are all born, and ultimately, we will all eventually expire. And those are two dates that we have no control over. But that dash in the middle is ours to own. Up until a certain point in our lives, most of our story is written for us and colored by our experiences, the opinion of others, and our viewpoint of ourselves, or lack thereof. But when we get a glimpse of who God actually created us to be, we no longer settle for less than his best for us. We don't just go through the motions or casually spend our time. Life becomes more intentional, focused, and we show up fully present, unapologetically and authentically as ourselves. We start to write our own story from that point forward, positively impacting those around us and ensuring that we make our dash of life count. The journey of you is just that. It's your journey to purpose and how you are making your dash of life account. Being equipped to know who you are in Christ, empowered to embrace just being you, and encouraged to know that God's got you and you can walk in the plans he has for you. Here's your host, Tonya D. Bennis. Hello, journey of you family, and happy Valentine's Day. Today, I know the focus is all about love, and I think we use love in so many different contexts. Um, I don't think that we actually think about what love actually is and what it means. And so today, I want to break that down a little bit, um, just chat a little bit about love and what it means. Because think about it. How often do you use the word love? You might say, I love ice cream or I love chocolate cake or I love the Chiefs. Okay. We just had the Super Bowl. So I had to throw that in there. <laughs> um, or you could say, I love, you know, playing basketball. I love roller skating. I love sunshine, going to the beach. Like these are all things that we say we love, but what is actually the true meaning of love? And so if we were to look up definition of love, just flat definition, um, it says it's an intense feeling of deep affection, a great interest and pleasure in something um, like your love for music or your love for football, a person or a thing that one loves. She was the love of his life. Um, and so those are three different def definitions of what it means um, as a noun. And then as a verb, it's to feel a deep affection for someone or to like or enjoy very much. And so those are all like Webster's Dictionary type versions, but I wanna tell you a little bit about God and what he says love is. So we're gonna start in John 15, 13. And so John 15, 13 reads, greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. I have to tell you that just in the last week, that verse alone, took on a whole new meaning for me. I mean, think about that. For someone to love you enough that they give up their life for you, that is some real love. How many people can you say that you love in that regard that you would give up your life for them? I know everybody always says, oh, my spouse, my children, you know, my parents. But would you actually? Because saying it is one thing, but doing it is another. I just want you to think of the depth and the magnitude of that, because that is exactly what Jesus did. He laid down his life for each and every one of us. 
because he loves us that much. And he wants us to be able to spend an eternity with him. And so he came to earth, no sin, completely perfect person, but he took on all of our sin and everything that we've done that is not like him. He took it all on and laid down his life because he loved us that much. That in and of itself is powerful. There's no greater love than that. No matter who it is, nobody can love you greater than the way that Jesus loves you. And the fact that he laid down his life for you. So I need you to just meditate and think on that for a second. And I don't want to just rush right through it because that is huge. I'm going to read it again. John 15, 13. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. He takes it a little bit further and says, ye are my friends if you do whatsoever I command you. So you've got to be living the way that God wants you. And if he tells you to do this or do, do that, then you need to do whatever it is he told you to do. That is what makes you his friend because you're doing what he told you to do. Now, hear me. He's going to still love you anyway. But the point is, if you love him, you're going to listen to him and do what he said because he already has shown you that he loves you. So now we're going to go to the next one. When you're like, well, still, like, what is love aside from that? Glad you asked. First Corinthians 13, four through eight. Let's go there. It reads, love suffereth long and is kind. Love envieth not. It doesn't vaunt itself up. It's not puffed up. It does not behave unseemly. Seeketh not its own, is not easily provoked, and thinks no evil. Love rejoices not in iniquity, but rejoices in truth. Beareth all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. Love never fails. But whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. So think about all those different things that it just listed about love. Suffers long, so long suffering. It's kind, doesn't envy, doesn't puff itself up or esteem like it's, you know, you're better than anyone else. Doesn't behave, you know, unseemly. Doesn't seek its own and isn't easily provoked and doesn't think evil. Doesn't rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. That's pretty powerful. So let's keep going. Matthew 22, 36 through 40. And it reads. Verse 36. Master, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus said unto them. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like unto thee. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. And so let me tell you kind of the quick interpretation of that. So love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, body, and soul. So love God. That's first. You can't do anything else. Or even genuinely love anyone else without loving God first. Because God is love. And so he's the perfect example of what love should be and the example you should follow. And so it starts with that. Gotta love God. That's the first and greatest commandment. The second is like unto it. 
Thou shalt love your neighbor as yourself. As yourself. I need you to pay attention to that part. Because you can't love anyone else and pour into them if you don't love yourself first. And so you have to love God and then love yourself and then love others. Always in that order. As you're loving God, he's going to show you how to love yourself because you're going to see yourself and your identity in him and who he says that you are. And so then you're able to be confident in who he's called you to be. And then you can just that much more generously pour out to other people and be able to love others as well. Whether you have to love them from a distance or love them up close, you know, depending on the boundaries that you've set in that relationship, that's how you're able to love other people. But you have to love yourself. You can't love anyone else if you don't love yourself. So it's important that you do it in that order. Love God, love yourself, and love others always in that order. And that's based off of Matthew chapter 22, um, verses 37 through 40. Okay. Last one I want to cover with you is Romans 8, 38 through 39. And that reads, starting at verse 38. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any creature, shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. That has to be so comforting. Literally nothing in this world can separate you from the love of Christ. Nothing that you do, nothing that anyone says about you, no matter how anyone treats you, no matter what you go through, none of that is going to separate you from the love of Christ. So when you're looking for love in all the different places that you may be looking for it in, the one that matters the most is God's love for you. And he gives it to you freely. You didn't even have to do anything. He gives it to you freely. So that much more you should want to pour it right back into him and love him and then be able to love yourself and love others. So as you go about your day today, I want you to think about the magnitude of how much God loves you and how he laid down his life for you because there's no greater love than that. That <laughs> is amazing. And so when you think about using the word love and telling someone that you love them and then actually showing them that you love them, think about that. Let that be your example as you go about today and every day when you're interacting with other people. Let God's love exude out of you because that's when you know like whose you really are and you can be confident in that, that no matter what happens in life, nothing can take away God's love for you. No one can negate it. No one can take it from you. Like that is stamped in your blood, in your DNA. God loves you and he sent his son to die because he loves you that much. That was a huge sacrifice. Can you imagine someone loving you that much? I want you to think about that because someone does and his name is Jesus. So today, bask in his love. Thank him for his love and love on him back. Because he's always going to be there and he's always going to love you. It's unconditional. You don't have to perform for it. You don't have to beg for it. You don't have to, you know, meet 17 expectations to get it. Like it is freely yours. Not really free in the fact that God had to give up his life. Jesus did for it. But free in the fact that he did it, even though you didn't deserve it, even though you didn't act for it. But it's there and it's yours for the taking. So embrace it, value it, treasure it. 
It is literally your greatest asset, the love of Jesus. I hope that you have a fantastic day today and that you're able to remember just how much Jesus loves you because there's no greater love than that. Let's keep the conversation going. I'll see you in the community. Thank you so much for tuning into today's show. I hope that you feel equipped, empowered, and encouraged to just be you authentically and unapologetically. No more merely just existing from day to day. It's time to get your joy back. It's time to remove the mask and uncover the real you. It's time to become who God created you to be and make your dash count. If you're ready to get unstuck and move forward in your God-given purpose, you can start right now. Today is the day. Head over to thejourneyofyou.net forward slash get unstuck. Again, that's thejourneyofyou.net forward slash get, G-E-T, unstuck, U-N-S-T-U-C-K. And begin your journey to just be you, be whole, and be free. Remember, this is your journey. It's where your life begins.